The J Train Podcast is brought to you by my bookie. Listen, people, it is a huge time of year for college basketball. And if you're like me, you kind of see these games on the screen and you wish you cared. I wish I could be one of the fans of the team. I wish I was wearing the shirt and high-fiving virtually with a uh, former alumnus, uh, a, a former classmate. But now, with my bookie, you can kind of become the fan because you can find a team, find a night of the week, and put some money on the big game. That's the fun of putting a little wager on things, and my bookie makes it easy. It's that time of year you start to feel a little crazy or maybe mad. And college basketball is being played in March. I hope you know what I'm saying because I can, can't legally say the name of the event. Yeah, well, listen, this is the weird part of gambling, but at the same time, my bookie is a, just a great way to get into the games, have fun with some friends. All you guys, you know, put down a 20 or something like that, and you get to have fun being like, oh, okay, now I'm a Creighton fan. Now I'm a huge uh, Ohio State fan. Well, they kind of lost, but so that's okay. Score big on the nonstop action with my bookie's bracket contest. This is your chance to win $10,000 in cash prizes, and it's only a dollar to enter. So that's the fun part about my bookie. If you're there with friends being like, I got this team, you got that team, ah, now you're cheering against your friend. Now you can be with your friend doing the my bookie bracket, bracket contest, and it's a low wager, a dollar, to, to, to have some skin in the game. How? Select winners from, from 63 tournament games. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code JTRAIN to claim your first deposit bonus. College basketball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, from tip-off to buzzer, MyBookie puts the action in your hands and in-game live betting. Wow, that's fun. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. MyBookie.ag, promo code JTRAIN. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. J Train, Jared Free, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you for telling a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. That is how the whole thing works. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. They tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. And you know what feels the best? is when you make it your Instagram story. Ooh. Make it your Instagram story. Because I know how hard it is. I get it. I put, I've been in your shoes. Hey, you should listen to the... Oh, no. No, no. I don't listen to... Po- I'm not a podcast person. I, I, I pray to a different God. You know, you don't have to do that. You are a person who likes this show... So make it your Instagram story. You don't have to deal with that feedback anymore. No, I don't do, this isn't for me. No, no, no. Make your Instagram story. Let me, I will rely on the nosiness of your friends, of the next door neighborness of your friends. 
That's what I rely on. I rely on the human spirit because I know the inside of all of us, the human spirit makes us look over the next person's fence. So that's all you got to do. Make it your Instagram story and go check out the special socially distance. Of course, it's on YouTube. If you haven't already, make it a night, make it date night, get the popcorn ready, get a drink out, have a glass of wine. Enjoy. And I'm doing live shows. If you're out there, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, Charleston, South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina. Also, Long Island, Long Island. Come on out, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Very excited about today's guest. He is a OKP on the show, original key player. Great to have him back. Adam Ray, everybody. How are you, Woo. sir? Come on. Feeling good, feeling hot. Hilarious um, comic. I'm so pumped to have you here across the country. We connect. It's good to have you. My proud brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Feeling good over here. Things are opening up in L.A. Uh, as of yesterday, rub and tugs, cheesecake factories and Love it. Uh, herbs all. 50 finally capacity yeah we're back to normal ish finally yeah. we got our curves open we got our cheesecake factory you can finally finally get your snickerdoodle cheesecake slice that you get every day oh yeah and bring it to the tug and rub there's <laughs> that... um there is a uh, normal ish that's i wonder if that's you know because um kenya barris with the success of blackish and then i think they did mm. what what they didn't want to right after that there's a spinoff from that there's blackish, and then there's. I think I have to pay her though for saying the phrase "new normalish." I think that's. Is that a one they have normalish? I, I, I gotta pay somebody. Well, let's for, be free. <laughs> and let's just, as members of the tribe, let's just you know throw that question out. Why isn't there a Jewish ish? Jewish ish. I like that. The amount of people that have told me over the years. Yeah, I'm like I'm like Jew. I'm Jewish. It, yeah, like, yeah. I, like my like I've been to a couple of those. Those barbazon, those bar, bar, those bear, bar, bar, you know, the, whatever you guys do, that Jew thing where you guys read from the book and then you dance and sure. you put in a chair and you go, yeah, no, well, you know, trust your instincts. You were close the first time. It was better if you just tried to figure it out versus saying what you just said. But um, the one, the one thing I always like when I first heard about cultural appropriation, I was like kind of winced at it. I was like, oh, it's it's a it's a phrase that the that felt woke to me. And then I remembered like growing up, someone being like. Yeah, I, I get it. I grew up with Jews, and I would always hate that person. So I was like, I was on team. Then that was the moment where I was like, yeah, I hate that. I would hate it too if someone was walking around, you know, assuming my whole thing just because yeah. they knew someone who knew someone. Yeah, the only two Jews growing up in my elementary school, myself and Eve Alexander. So stop. Wow. Put it together, Adam and Eve. Wow. And did Didn't you guys get made fun of that way? Was that a joke or was this wasn't a very highbrow crowd? Oh, no. <laughs> That's a highbrow joke. That's a smart joke in, in, in you know, in high yeah. school. Nobody put it together. It was just more. They focused more on the fact that I had bigger tits than she did. But I digress. Uh, listen, uh, that's that's what men are into. So I, I <laughs> that's <laughs> dude. some of the nicknames, by the way. I mean, penis and tits kid. Like you're like, dude, a little too on the nose. Yeah, I got both. Maybe you're jealous. Um, Penis and Titskin. Yeah. I mean, that is that's someone who didn't even try. That's what I'm saying. You just got to get yeah. like, one kid called me Jello Jiggler. And I was like, yeah, that I respect. Yeah, alliteration. Like, yeah. And also like Jello was popular at the time. So sure. Like, they could do a Cosby voice. I get it. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of opportunities for some comedic slams. But yeah, just that guy's writing. That guy's sitting, you know, putting pen to paper. Thank you. Penis and penis and boobs. Like, dude, did you you just name things? By the way, penis and boobs. Two beach cops that just never got to where they wanted to be <laughs> in the early '80s. Ron penis. Hey, Ron penis and Daryl boobs. And I like, want to be Daryl boobs. I'm Ron penis. <laughs> Daryl Boobs is like a womanizer. Ron Penis is the straight lace. Yeah, I'm the one that's like, you know, I'm supposed to get across town in 45 minutes, but GPS is it's gonna take us 50. Oh my god, my girlfriend just came in. She goes, I'm on a meeting, and you're just screaming penis. <laughs> this is the clip we use to sell the show. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> and yeah, this is it. So. So listen, what do you listen for the, the people song? at home? I'll tell you. Oh, no. yeah. What's the theme song? Well, uh, I mean, it's definitely like beach cop meets like mm. dun, dun, like Starsky and Hutch. Like we're it's that type of. Ron Penis and Daryl Boobs are just a couple of guys looking to solve crimes. I don't know. We'll work on the intro. I, well, listen, we got something cooking. I really do oh, feel like we do. You have. Cooked. Yeah. Yeah. You need something cooking. You need something cooked and you need something in the freezer for later. That's really what you need. Right. That's you it. Be that my was agent, the, that's the most my manager since we uh, we, we just parted ways. Um, rest in peace. But he also always looked like he saw a dead body before we got on the phone. So go ahead, Jared. Okay. Well, I think that's like that's the most Jewish manager thing you could ever say. You gotta have something cooking. You gotta have something that's been cooked, and you gotta have something in the freezer for later, because you always gotta be nibbling. Adam Bubala, you gotta be nibbling. Give the people something to chew on, and if it's not something they can chew now, something they can wrap up and put in the freezer, take it out, and chew it later when the time permits. Content, baby. That's that how the content. content. You need that freezer content. You need that stuff in the pot. You need that cooking <laughs> content and that stuff that you just took out that you need to follow the recipe for. But hey, maybe sometimes you close the book and you put in a little bit too much salt, <laughs> aka humor. And you're like, all right. You have a lot cooking. Okay. So I am eternally jealous for those at home. Adam Ray is a big part of The Rock's new show about his life on NBC, and it's you're you're playing Vince McMahon. You have a personal relationship with The Rock, but you have you have an album out. Is that what you're here to talk about? Is that what an we're album. talking about? Yeah, I've okay. got an album so called, I'll take it from here. It's an all crowd work album, and um, so yeah, so, so let me explain to the listeners because this isn't like you know we're not sitting here sipping coffee on WTF. This isn't really a comedy podcast a lot of people they came here for the vice we're going to get to it j train podcast at gmail.com but we do this from now and again sometimes people come on comics adam ray is fantastically hilarious and he has videos on his instagram where you have a lot of crowd work videos up there and they're always really good it's a very fine line between is he just talking to these people or is he coming up with bits on the fly you come up with bits on the fly totally yeah i uh, I got real. I've always, you know, you want to be an extension of yourself on stage mm. that you are off. And the way I chum it up with people in everyday life and in podcasting and wherever I am, I'm always 
curious and and sometimes more so than others but um so getting on stage i just got comfier and comfier with uh trusting myself to have a little silence build a moment gather more information on something so i could you know whether it's using it in the moment then or calling back to it i've gotten you know uh decently aware and able to tie things together through an hour and change plus show even if it happened four minutes in and i'm bringing it back at 44 minutes mm -hmm. and it just became this fun puzzle to put together and i also like and i've always liked in watching geraldo and patrice uh were some of the first guys that really uh, blew me away as far as the uh, balance between material and talking to the crowd and, and how they would use it uh, for the show and also breaking the monotony of the show. I have never liked to watch somebody just do jokes straight from top to bottom. It's just not yeah. for me. So that's what I think in terms. So it's more fun for me to do. And the crowd work is a reward at a certain point because it's like, all right, cool. Like it's not taking a break. It's in any uh, in you know most cases more challenging, but that's what I love about it, and that's what I love about performing is a live. Yeah. That's truly a, a chunk of the show where nobody knows what's going to happen. I don't have any canned responses to things for any every moment. It's not uh, mapped out the way that you have your jokes and you you know more or less trust how things are going to go. But you also in 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 addition to that, you are incredible. Like listen to the beginning of this podcast. We're talking about penis and boobs, the beach cops. <laughs> like your mind goes towards the bit no matter yeah. and and basically you're steering a a a 14-wheeler truck where the brakes are out and you got to find a place to land the truck and you got to find that that sand hill to run it into that nobody in the crowd gets hurt and that's the magic of crowd work because like you're saying you touch on someone there. You touch on someone there. You go to your material. You go back to the person that you went to before. You go to someone new. Someone chimes in. Then at the end, you put a bow on it, and it's like you bring the whole crowd together. That's a fun event where people – because people want a safe adventure, yeah. and that's what you offer when you're doing crowd work with them is like, don't worry. I'm going to make this funny. I don't know how it's going to be funny, but I'm a professional. I'll make yeah. it happen. And I t totally and I do enjoy the the challenge of getting holes dug and having to get out of them. And even on this uh, clip I posted uh, yesterday, this gal, there's a, a three girls. They were texting from the get go. And I go, I'm mm. going to give them a chance. I always try to kill it with kindness. And even uh, The Rock, uh, who posted a clip of my crowd work over the summer was and we started talking about crowd work and he did a lot of it in the in the ring. And so that's why I he mean, had appreciation for it. And and really go ahead. But sorry to interrupt you, but The Rock to me is one of the best improvisers of all time. Like, not just like comedy or not. The Rock, if you go watch him oh, yeah. doing um, mic work, if when he's on the mic in the ring, the way he's interacting with a crowd of fifteen thousand people, yeah, that's what is. I'm Un but like go watch yeah. the videos they're yeah. like I, I it gives oh, me it's, chills it's banana sandwich yeah it, it he that it was really cool to to have him share his love for that uh art form as he uh you know kindly refers to it as and and to know that he loved that as much as i love doing um it on stage he goes that's mm -hmm. my favorite part he goes and, and he goes so i think he appreciates the 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 fine line between um you know, crushing someone and being real personal and kind of leaving them, you know, <clears throat> I just start crying. 
leaving him feeling <laughs> like shit. He goes, what he said to me, which really resonated because until somebody really said what it did, it didn't uh, register with me that I was actively doing this, which he goes, you know, what I love what you do, Adam. He goes, you don't try to make people feel bad about themselves. You hit them. He's like, and you got to hit people because we got to laugh at ourselves and you got to you got to fuck with people. He goes, and then you hug them. He goes, you hit them and then you hug them. And I and it yeah. made me think I go, man, I do. That has always been something I've been trying to, uh, you know, implement, which is, you know, if I give them chances, kill with kindness, keep keep the crowd on my side. So if I do have to lay down the hammer, it's justified. But also I'm not wanting even. And there's a one clip. This kid had a fucking really weird voice in Portland and he, and he, he sounded like this and he was like, oh, the guy. And so I started busting his voice and then I started complimenting his voice and trying to be like, what how what kind of jobs could we get? I was like, I'm, you know, I got some connections. What kind of commercials could we get that voice to whatever? And then that absolutely. And yeah, so, and, now, um, and now you're propping him up. You're saying you deserve money for this voice. Totally. You're, totally. You're, and, and I saw a clip the other day that you posted where there was a drunk woman and she's like, she basically says on her way out of the show, she goes, I'm leaving. I guess I won't be here to help you anymore. And insinuating that she is somehow making the show better, which she is not. No. The crowd immediately is like, oh, and that, it's like and a there was worse. a moment before she left where I was like, say something quick or the crowd's going to jump on that. And Jerry mm. Springer bullshit. And now there's even more pressure for you to come in hot with something that's not just like. Fuck you then. And it was sure. just part of three girls that were texting the whole time. And I, I avoided them for 15 minutes. And then I went in on them and just slammed them so hard that the crowd was going nuts. And I might post some of that stuff. And then finally they got up and they all left. And basically what they had said during the show was they were planning their friend's bachelorette party. And I go, cool. I'm just trying to live out my dreams. And that yeah. got like a big thing. And then it was like, don't you think there's probably a better time to be doing this? Like, am I background, whatever it was. And then they finally got up and left. And that's when that girl said that thing. And as I'm thinking of like three different things to say as she's leaving, I'm like, all right, I could rip her. I could whatever. I could do this before I can even get to it. Some guy just goes, get her. And yeah. then I was like, and that's when I was like, sir, I'd love to assume you meant comedically, but your voice and the way you said that. And I wish I had, you know, in hindsight, well, it shows like he was holding a pitchfork for sure. You know, like it, it shows that your comedic ability. Because instead, you know, a bad comic would have been like when it's had the pride thing or maybe a younger comic would have gone, no, I got to I got to make sure they just wooed for her because she got me saying that the show's better because of her. And it's like, no, you didn't. You saw. And, and what people misunderstand about comics is we don't care about who we're getting as long as we're getting the laughs. Your phasers immediately. You heard that getter and you're like, no, that's the, the funniest person to make fun of in the room Thank not you, the person who got me because oh. she didn't really get you but like the crowd a bunch of idiots just like you said jerry springer like no comic wants the reaction of oh we don't want that we want laughs you found where the oil would spring from oil being laughs and and i watched that clip and i was like i was like proud of it like i was like this is how it's done it's not you know comedian ruins audience member it's Comedian finds a way to make a moment funny. Yeah, you want to get the last word, you want to get the last laugh, you know? And um, and somebody did comment. They were like, oh, thank God that guy said that thing because you could tell you had nothing. And I was like, you know what, man? Dude, I don't know what I was going to say. I told you I had three options in my head. Yeah. And guess what? I was going to have to choose one of them quickly. But I definitely also enjoyed letting that moment sit. <clears throat> you could see me. Who said that like, to you? 
Somebody just commented on the page with it, you know. Well, that guy's an asshole. That guy's the most insecure person because they totally. couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I was lucky. None of this is luck. What's more fun, yeah. by the way, to scream at a woman on the way out <laughs> yeah. and hope that the whole and then the crowd's like also hopefully savvy enough to be like, all right, well, she's not even here to defend herself. So whatever you're saying, kind of whatever anyway. Yeah, it's kind of shitty. to address a cartoon of a human who sounds like he should be in fucking uh, Yosemite Sam's entourage being like, get her. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Like, he's, he's, he's the Cobra Kai's best friend. Yeah. It, it, it's so, listen, I want everyone to go listen to Adam's album. And if you, and listen, we do this every time. I have to remind people. Yes. If you are subscribed to a music streaming service, you can find the album. You can yep. buy the album on Apple and all those places, but you right now are paying a monthly to Spotify or Apple Music or whatever it might be or Pandora and you can go and listen to it and that is the mo that is everything a comic wants is for you to enjoy their album. What is it called, Adam Ray? It's called I'll Take It From Here. You can get it on all I'll the I'll take it from here. Yeah. And it's anywhere all from Vegas and it's uh uh <clears throat> about ten shows. All I went through and carefully edited all these moments from the uh entire week of shows and it's it's got a through line. There's callbacks uh, from there's an Uber driver there with who who got strung along by these f four girls. There's a couple that fell asleep. There's an arranged marriage. There's a, a young white rapper named Carl. There's a, a drunk <laughs> a drunk cowboy in a sleeveless leather vest. I mean everything you want, and it all every track. There's like 37 tracks. They're all different. Some are a minute long. Some are four minutes. And again, it's I put it together to where it's like that Uber guy, the Uber driver with the girls, pops in two or three times. Um, throughout the thing and things get woven together and it's a really fun easy listen and it's what uh, an amazing car ride album a thousand percent dude yeah. everything's different too so it's truly like and um and some of them are starting off into bits and then something happens but it's all it flows you know what i'm saying and the and, cool part is with a comedy album and listen i have an album out there and i've, I've given this spiel to people for my podcast just from uh, saying is you kind of get to drop into the room without having to be there. You can hear the the glasses clinging. You can the hear great. the audience. Yeah. And that's, that's key because the audio, if, if you can't hear, you know, on the video, I posted some of the clips and, you, you know, you still caption some of the things they're saying, but all the audio, people are saying things back at me and whatever. There was a couple of uh, twin sisters that were uh, real uh, obnoxious that were f fun to <laughs> play with, but you can hear everybody well. So it's like, there's no like, Oh, what do you say? And you just have to wait and hope that I repeat it and articulate it so you can understand it. It's all clear and, and uh, it's ready. So to everyone go listen to Adam Ray's new album, all crowd work. It's called I'll Take It From Here on any streaming service you use. Any place you listen to music, you can type in Adam Ray and it's right there. You ready to do some emails? Let's do it, baby. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, so hi, Jared. I just started listening to J Train and I'm hooked. You showed up in my Instagram feed. I found your podcast from there. That's the way it works, people. Um, uh, I'm female, 38. My husband is 34. We've been together 10 years, married for seven with two kids. Here's my, uh, my question. He has a business Instagram account that features his work as a furniture designer. It doesn't reference myself or our kids, just his work. He's had it for several years. In October to December 2020, so October to December of this past you know, fall, an ex-girlfriend, the woman who he was involved with, um, 
and had broken up with before we met began commenting on his posts. For example, on one table, she exclaimed, I'm obsessed with this design. On another, this is beautiful. And on another, this is super cool. I asked my husband about it, and he seemed genuinely surprised by her comments, too. He said he has she hasn't reached out or approached him otherwise. According to him, they don't have any kind of relationship and haven't since haven't since we broke up with her many years ago. I know I'm insecure about this because his relationship with her was serious and it only fell apart because she cheated. She's also gorgeous. I'd say I'm a solid six and a half and she's a nine. She is 34 and appears happily married with three kids based on my Facebook snooping. So I'm curious, why does someone uh, reach out like that out of the blue? It seems suspect to me because I wouldn't consider commenting on my ex's posts with that kind of frequency enthusiasm. I started commenting on my husband's posts after that. I previously usually just liked them and she stopped commenting. Am I overthinking this? Thanks for your help. So Adam Ray, what do you think of this situation? First of all, uh, can we shout out his furniture? Uh, what is I, it? <laughs> a website, a store? What we, is no, on? listen, we don't. Uh, we keep these as anonymous as we can. Right, I think right. she gave us all the good particulars. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is the uh, this is, I guess, the the thirst trap he's putting out there. Um, and so you think he's putting out a thirst trap? No, no, I, I'm unwillingly. Oh. I think if she says he seemed genuinely surprised at the comments that that look i give benefit of the doubt trust that mm. initial um that uh, he probably wasn't engaging in in some uh chat she you know just like the way uh, a guy can post uh without reaching out first like she was probably doing that and maybe having a a lonely day and was like these tables are great like remember that time we were on the table you know I don't, whatever she was using sure. to parlay it into some memories but i think uh no, man, like everybody gets a little jealous. I think, you know, that I would have I would probably not want my girl to go in and, and do that type of thing. But then if you're saying don't do it, then you got to handle it. But then it's also like, well, that's a maybe a weird. But there thing was nothing to even to handle in the first place. Yeah. I'm with you. So I would say let me start with this. She says, am I completely overthinking this? No. I think you're oh. thinking this. I think you're totally within your rights to think, to be like, why the hell would an ex comment on my husband's furniture pictures? Why now? All of a sudden. Why now? Why? And, and, and so, and I think we have to be the ones and a lot of people out there, it's somewhat vulnerable to admit that she's not overthinking this because there's someone in your life that would go, Whoa, so it's just an ex. She's just commenting on the furniture. No, 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 no. The internet gives people the ability of blissful naivete. We see this all the time. Yeah. Where a guy, the guy that likes a bunch of your pictures in a row. These are, this woman, you know, big exclamation points, commenting. A lot of people are putting themselves out there in ways they can defend and say they weren't put they weren't putting themselves out there. So the the idea of this woman with three kids and married, she, you know, she's having a thing. She's thinking, oh, okay. Like I, I I don't think it's crazy to think that she's in her life. She's looking for a little excitement. She goes to a place where a guy who's thought she was beautiful in the past, and she's seeing if he'll eat the trap she's laying out that that is a very big possibility don't you think at the bare min maybe she was hoping that he would like one of her comments uh or message back but then yeah if there's cause for concern if he was 
commenting back, you know, publicly, which I guess he wasn't doing, then that would have, uh, you know, alluded to some some dangerous behavior. You know, the the messaging back and forth. The Unless I mean, what if if the uh, gal who's who's reaching out about this, if she found out that they were messaging back and forth, but it was all platonic about furniture, would what? How would you, how would you feel about that if she called out and got upset about that? I would be. I would agree with her. I, I you know, like if if the messages, that's the thing. It starts at this. It starts at these are fantastic. To hey, how you been? So if like if the guy messaged her, hey, how you been? I go. He's looking for excitement. The problem is excitement is on these types of things are on a spectrum. Yeah. The, you know, what you get out of an Instagram DM with an X might be all you want. You know, this woman might just get excited at commenting and seeing if he'll comment back or like it. Yeah. The, pro the problem she has is exactly what you said in the beginning is he, you have to take him at his word. He's like, oh, it's kind of surprising to me too, but it's a public uh, business account. I'm not I'm not going to like block her because I really don't really feel any need. I feel nothing from this. I just think it's as weird as you do. So you kind of have to when she says I'm a six and a half and she's a nine. No, 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 no. That's by your standards. Your husband is with you. Yeah. You are your husband's foot. Your husband is into that. So, it, yeah, it also goes to speak to everyone's level of comfort with connecting with an ex, you know, like. Mm. Uh, I've had, you know, some some texts where it's just like, oh, congrats on this or I saw that or I just thought of this the other day. Cool. And it's usually a one and done and one that's and done. Maybe, maybe one X. The other ones, you know, I've tried to even reach out to that. Bring your husband to the show. I'm in town and blah, blah, blah. And nothing's no strings attached. Just come see a free comedy show. And I know you got kids and a couple of them look pretty awful. I've seen pictures on the Internet, <laughs> so I'm sure you would enjoy an escape. And like, thank you know, I feel like I escaped now that we're talking about it from that situation. Now seeing the kids you made. I'm look, I'm, I'm rambling. But the point is, come on out to the show. Take a break. Bring your new husband. You know, he's definitely not gay, but but bring him out. And like you guys will, you know, hang out. I'll give you good seats. You know, I won't roast you, you know, unless he says something crazy. Which, you know, he looks like the type of guy to have a couple too many and and fire off some anti-semitic slurs but that's his journey you know so i'm here for that and i'll and let's make let's make the best of it like that i don't even get responses from from those people um yeah <laughs> but but it's like with the with even covid handshakes like everyone's you're like you want me to rub you know rub your elbow or suck your fist like what's your level so with the x thing you know does uh does his gal not even want him to engage at all or is it truly and the gram makes it all messier than it needs to be right yeah so I think she has to let him know, hey, and she already has. She commented and she says he, she like scurried away. She hasn't commented since she commented. And I think like the the thing to your husband, you go, I trust you. I think that's like a better way to go. Like like where you go, I trust you. Because listen, at this point, if it ev evolves into something, there's nothing you can do. Like no. there's legitimately and, and, you know, again, the big advice is don't ever think you're overthinking these things air them out. Hey, that's weird. See yeah. how they react to you. If your husband goes, it's weird to me too. I saw that. It's fucking weird. That's all you kind of need at this point. That's yep. what you have to hear. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Brooke Linen. Whether you're an early bird or like to hit the snooze button, everyone deserves to sleep in ultimate comfort. And that starts with your comforter. Brooklinen can help you get your best sleep. I got to say, I love Brooklinen. I love everything they do. Their sheets are amazing. And I've always said this. I think there's nothing like a good refresh right now. Spring is springing. It's a new time of year. We're about to head out of this 
kind of global pandemic. I can feel it coming. Wouldn't you want some new sheets to sleep in? Put them in the wash, bring them out. It's like having your own little spa day. And there's a reason Brooklinen has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. I knew Brooklinen was popular the minute my mom was asking about them. My mom, Their mom approved. And for any of you out there, that's important. Your mom going, hey, does, does Brooklinen sponsor the podcast? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh my God. Like it, Brooklinen literally legitimized this podcast for my mom. Brooklinen creates beautiful, high quality bedding and home essentials. Their comforters come in lightweight all season and ultra warm to suit every type of sleeper and lifestyle. That's huge. Because you might be out there being like, all these comforters are too heavy for the type of sleeping I do. Well, Brooklyn has you covered. There's even a weighted comforter option for stress relief. They work directly with manufacturers to give you a fair price. No middlemen, no markups. They also offer a variety of materials, including an eco-friendly recycled down alternative. And Brooklyn's comforters pair perfectly with their sheets, pillows, and duvet covers. People, this is a this is awesome because we're going to give you some free money. Treat yourself to ultimate comfort with Brooklyn's comforter collection go to brooklinen.com use promo code jtrain25 that's jtrain25 to get $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100 that's b-r-o-o-k-l-i-n-e-n.com enter promo code jtrain25 for $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100 that's brooklinen.com promo code jtrain25 the jtrain podcast is brought to you by features oh please people you got to get these features i mean Socks are just one of those things that we kind of put aside and we don't think of them as part of our happiness. And they are. You have an old pair of socks that you kind of just get through. They're at the end of the rotation. And I get it. And you put them off, you put them to the corner, and then that one day comes up that you have to wear them because everything else is in the wash. Well, Let's take this moment to toss those aside and invest in some features. To perform at your best, you need to feel your best from head to toe. Features has solely focused on making the best high-performance socks for the latest uh, for the last 20 years. 20 years. Their socks have a custom-like fit that conforms to the unique shape of your foot. See that? That's different than the dead socks you're having your in, in the top drawer. And it prevents issues you have with conventional socks. No more bunching, slipping, or blisters. Listen, I, I have the features. The best part about them is they come in every type. They got the low rise, the high rise, all the different types. I have the high ones that don't slip down because I like wearing them with my high tops. And they protect you. Uh, especially with new high top sneakers because those rub the back of your foot. Nah, I got my features now. Features mission is to create products that help you achieve your personal best. Features are engineered to help you achieve your best every day, whether you're working out or on the go. Targeted compression acts like a hug around the arch of your foot. I'll, I'll attest to that. The anatomical design conforms to the left-right shape of the foot, creating a custom-like fit that keeps the sock in place so you can focus on your workout. And the best part is this is a family-owned business that's been passed down from fathers to son. Plus, get a lifetime guarantee. Features are so durable, long-lasting, that if you're unsatisfied at any point, they'll give you a replacement pair, no questions asked. I'm telling you this, that dead pair in the, the back corner of your top drawer ain't coming with a lifetime warranty. You can't send those back. Those are going in the garbage. So replace them with features. See why features has quickly become the number one running sock in America. For, uh, America. So for listeners of the JTrain podcast, you can receive $10 off your first pair of features by going to features.com. Use my code JTrain, JTrain, JTrain. That's $10 off your first pair when you go to F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S.com. Enter code JTrain at checkout. Again, that's features.com. Use my code JTrain to get $10 off your first pair at features. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at 
gmail.com. Here with Adam Ray. At Adam Ray on Instagram. I'll take it from here. That's the album. Go, go, go. Get involved. Mid-divorce casual sex. Jared, longtime listener. Love everything you do. Um, started listening back in the TFM days when I was in college through dating post-college, then to being married and thinking, thank God I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. Well, now I'm going through a divorce. Need your guidance. (laughs) We've been through all, spin around the globe with this person. Wow. I'm pretty early on in the divorce process and I'm the one who, and I am the one who filed. Yet I spent about six months knowing that this is how things would likely end and grappling with that reality. Like you always say, the one initiating the breakup has been mourning the loss of the relationship for a while before the breakup actually happens. I do say that. I say that, you know, usually the person who ends it has been ending it for two weeks at a minimum. And the person, you know, who gets ended with, they have to kind of like deal with it after the person has dealt with it. So you're on two different emotional tracks is really what I'm saying there. Um. I'm certainly not ready or wanting anything serious, but I do want to get back out there casually and sexually. Mm. However, I'm worried about how I'll feel slash react afterwards the first time I do have sex with someone new, even though it's what I want. I've talked to guy friends about this, but one in particular made a remark along the lines that he wants me to have a random fling first so that I don't catch feelings after having sex with him. Any advice for how to get back out there and still feel comfortable? That's a little uh, bizarre. It's a little bizarre. Who's this guy who said basically fuck someone else before you fuck? Is that a yeah? You- <clears throat> so I guess she was saying I'm worried about how I feel react after the first time I have sex with someone new, even though that's what I want. And then she says I've talked to the guy friends about this, but one in particular made a remark along the lines of that he wants to he wants me to have a random fling first so that I don't catch feelings after having sex with him. So it seems like her remedy to how she's going to feel about having sex with casual people is to have sex with someone she knows first before entering that world. It, it feels this feels like a mess, I would say. Yeah, look, divorce is um, it's uh, my mom when she started dating. Right. Mm. My dad, they had the one who I guess. Well, my mom finally ended it when she found out my dad had some um uh, a kid with the the gal that was so hello like new family, got it new family who does so um she took a beat before dating and look uh you know just even hearing this gal being like you know i'm fucking divorced i'm ready to fucking sexually like let's take things up from six to 12 i start hearkening back to early 90s my mom i'm like i only saw a couple guys during the whole thing that doesn't mean she wasn't at their place now i'm having some fucking ptsd thanks for bringing it up but i think (laughs) that there's no there's no rule book for it man you have to uh go at the speed that you're comfortable with so jumping right back in you don't want to jump in the deep end without any uh you know uh, snorkeling fins on but you also don't want to you also don't want to just jump right into you know the first guy you meet and he buys you you know, dinner and drinks, and then you're going to 69. Like, you have to set some sort of, you know, standards and guidelines. But I don't know. If she meets a guy right away, I never think it's a good idea to shut yourself off from being fully there. So it's like she might meet the first guy right out of the gate and be like, this guy rules. Let's go bang it out. And then if it doesn't turn into anything, all right. I mean, and that's, she's being being dishonest with herself. 
Yeah. I think, you know, she writes something very specific. I'm worried about how I'll feel slash react to the first time I do have sex with someone new. You're, but you're, even you're, though it's what I want, you don't know that's what you, you want. Know, and you're getting ahead of yourself. You're putting up a, a roadblock before it's even there. It's never a good idea to try to assume how you're going to feel or like something. I mean, look, there are times when you're like, oh, I know that if I don't go to my friend's birthday party, I'm going to feel bad about it. But do you want to go like, no, that, that or, you know. Yeah, know. and then but then she's consulting with a friend who's like, well, before you fuck me, you better fuck someone else. That's not a friend. Who's that? That guy? is, yeah, that guy is is looking to Does make she- sure that he's okay. A friend wouldn't look at you with going, yeah, I just don't know about casual sex, and be like, well, if you're gonna fuck me, you better fuck someone else first because I don't want to have to deal with that shit. That's not a friend. That's someone no. who's flirting with you and wants to have sex with you without any repercussions whatsoever. Yeah. Is it even reciprocated? Does she even acknowledge that he's on the table or uh, like one of the potential suitors? I love that this guy's just like, hey, by the way, I know we're going to fuck at some point. Like that's come on. It's inevitable. But, but but if she's being if she's being cagey with us in an email where she has no reason to be cagey, then I can't imagine how she's being with these with this friend who's not a friend, who might be a friend who says, let's fuck, but then says you're going to get too attached. Like she needs to readjust her relationships in her life. And I think. It starts with friends and family, and that's a really hokey way of saying you need. And and when you, I would say, if you get out of a divorce or you have a breakup, you got to readjust the the levels in your in your feeling zone. You don't know what makes you feel whole because you've been in a relationship that didn't make you feel whole. So. Your friendships, the things that you don't, and this guy is not your friend. The, the the friendships where nobody owes anybody anything, the ones where you don't worry about who texts who first, the ones where you don't worry about double texting, the ones where you go, you know exactly who they are and what they are to you, the, the family members, get those relationships, deal with those. Because then when you do meet people out, you're going to go, oh, this feels like someone I know. This feels like a family member. I do want to get physical with them because I will feel good about it because there's someone I feel like I could trust because they feel like family. And I, the idea of like wanting to have casual sex just to have casual sex, that's not what it's all about. That you Casual sex can happen on your way to the right person. It doesn't have to be this one or the other thing. Don't you think? Yeah. How many, just the way the owl used to, you know, hypothesize how many licks to take to get to mm. the center of a Tootsie Pop, how many... How many times you got to bang it out post divorce before you feel like you're ready to uh, to fall in love again? And I think yeah. that's what the owl meant by <laughs> that was actually the original script. He was like, yeah. how many times do you have to fuck a stranger to realize you're back ready to jump back into the they go cut? Hey, man, just do the script, that they, do the thing about the touch yeah. pop, the center of it. But I've got, get, a, I've got a message. And, oh, fucking, and get, get a that, rabbit to do this. Get that dildo out of your hand. We're going to switch in a lollipop for the dildo. So you're gonna lick the lick the lolly, yeah, like like this. But where where can I put where can I put it? Yeah, I'll take the. We'll get a. We have an intern. Give it to the intern. Is and that, then, that, is that who that young boy was? Yeah, Caleb with his name. Give Caleb the dildo. He's gonna give you a tootsie pop. Might as well take it. It's tough. I won't stop eating it until you take it. <laughs> um, Jay, yeah, I I I I think she's like going by this weird old thing of like. You got to get under someone to get over someone. It's like, yeah. nah, that's not going to help you. You're making right now. You're making more messes that you didn't need. 
There it is. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Male perspective needed. Great. Here we go. We got two men. I love these ones. Okay. It's, it's, they, they mean it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, this is, yeah, this is what they People need don't ask for our perspective a lot. Let's be honest. Not a lot. We, we give it, but you know, they don't really ask for it. Okay. Ask. The amount of fights I've been in where it's like, you know, everything's poured out and then there's silence. And I'm like, <laughs> I try to fix it. Cause that's always been my move peer mediated between my sister and mom when they fought just at the throats, starting at eight years old. So now every relationship I'm always trying to fix and solve and be at the rescue and all that and come to find I don't need you to do that. I just need you to listen. Totally. Yeah, no. Then when I don't say anything, you're like, so you don't We're care? fixers. We yeah. like to win the levels. We yeah. want to beat the video game. It's a Jewish Jared, mom. Jared, yeah. huge fan. Love socially distance, of course. Rate, reviewed, subscribed. Oh, hope you can come through. Okay. I've been dating my coworker for two months. Context. He's 37. I'm 30. We've known each other eight years, but we're both in relationships. And finally, the timing is right. Things are going really well. Honest and easy communication, sense of humor, aligned values, goals, genuine respect and appreciation for the other person, etc. The only area where things are off is in the bedroom. There's definite chemistry and things get heated, but he struggles to maintain an erection. Here's his wild story. Last year, he ended things with his with this girl. She then told him that she was pregnant. He says he felt obligated to stay with her and believed he was going to have to support her. After two months of that, he learned that she lied and was never pregnant and was actually trying to get herself pregnant by forcing herself on him and having unprotected sex throughout those two months. He says now his erection is associated with that. He's in therapy, but is still struggling because in the first, I'm the first person he's been with since then. I've expressed patience and understanding and tried a simple, what can I do for you in bed? But he insists it's all in his head and it's not me. I mean, this. Wow. That, uh, that, that I can. I I, well, listen, we take this story at face value, how it's being told to us. I can believe that the erection would be in trouble. This is like. In Avengers, when Hulk gets beaten by Thanos and he can't become Hulk anymore. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Right? Yeah. Yep. I don't see why. She writes, I want to be supportive and help him get out of his head without feeling like I'm pressuring him, but I'm not sure how. From the male perspective, is the psychological connection really that strong? And is it something you can never recover from? How common is this? Is there anything I should absolutely not say to the guy in this situation? I'm starting to worry it's going to become a complacent pattern because of all the other aspects. Because all the other aspects are great. But let's be real. A relationship without sex is not sustainable. I'm way too embarrassed to talk to my friends about this. In fact, I even told... Uh, some we slept together just because it was easier than explaining all this. I really do think we have a future together and I feel like this kind of stuff should stay private. It's been hard. Uh, lying to my coworkers, friends who asked me how things are, but I especially feel an allegiance to his privacy for that from them. Yeah, I would, uh, I would hope so. This is really stressful. So I hope that you can provide some insight. I'm not, I'm sure other listeners may have experienced something similar. This could, uh, help them in this conversation too. Thank you for considering. Okay. What do we think? Look, man. I, as someone who the times when it, uh, when, you know, getting fully prepped gets in mm. the way booze, too much booze, mm-hmm. too much booze and weed. Hey, guess what? That's fucking, there's the, uh, a shelf life of when you got to get to me, uh, mm-hmm. if those things get combined. Um, 
and then if my dog is uh, is too close touching me at all during what's going on. Uh, that doesn't get you hard. That softens you up. I wish it did. Because, a whimpering uh, dog. Or even the dog rub it like, you know, it's a cute little pickles or 10-pound cabapoo. Mm, mm, she's mm, on the bed. She's now gotten to a place where she can kind of respectfully find a corner. Sure. Kind of live. And uh, and not even and not even watch, which at first you're like, thank God. And then after a while, yeah. you're like, all right, now it's just kind of disrespectful. Like at least turn back every now and then just to for sure, just for, you know, entertainment purposes. But um, so any sort of rub touch takes takes me out for for um, not not done, but just takes me out of it. So I'm with I, you. I'm understanding the things that can arise. And I think everyone probably has them that are uh, personal to them. But I don't know the PTSD for. From that, it, that seems a little, that seems like a lot, but I mean. Listen, we had that. a, we, we had a urologist on the U Up podcast and he said that like men, this is mental. He's like the first thing I talk about is people's mental state. Uh, and he goes, usually all this erectile dysfunction stuff has to do with a brain penis yeah. connection. So oh, brain and penis this, are so intertwined. I mean, this story that I just read to you about the fake pregnancy my penis literally like went and ran inside of myself. Just hearing the story sent me into a little bit of a shock. So having been a part of that, I can totally understand. And I don't know if she can do anything different than she's doing. And, and honestly, I would give it a few more, give it some time because this is one of those things. It's like, and, and talk about it, be there to talk about it with them. Like be there to be like, Hey, I'm here to talk about it tickle his balls a little bit maybe like you know do the thing you know the hardest thing to do is like maybe play with the soft penis maybe that's to show how comfortable you are when it's in its you know not hard state like do a ball tickle a little bit maybe uh, graze the inside of the leg like let's let's work towards that understand that he is now at the base of the mountain of and he has to be built back up right yeah yeah there might be some extra you know OT you have to put in to try to get things back to square one. If it's not going to just be, you know, all hands on deck right away, then, you know, you got to talk to the rest of the staff and see what gets them going, you know? But only do that if you're really into this because it's going to be a little bit of a road. But I would also say I would warn her that, you know, listen, things are going well. I don't mean to, like, scare her, but, like, things are going well now. But, like, you have to assume that part of the reason he's come to you as someone to, like, date is because there's safety in you. Yeah. And so that's something to go, okay, like, listen, I understand there's safety in me, but I need, but he is going to therapy. So he is working on it. Like, it's not like he's just doing this with you to get through it. He is trying to get through it on his own, you know? So I, 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 I think just being there for him is really all you can do. And maybe start like maybe sex might be too early right now. Yeah. I do think though, there's something to be said about her saying, you know, what is a relationship without a healthy sex life? So totally. She says it. She believes it. It obviously is more important for some people than others and continues to be as you get older or not. So if she's saying that right away, that to me gives me a little indication that she's kind of made her mind up about where the future of it uh, lies, because if it's something that's just going to be an issue, you know, it's like, yeah, you, you weigh the pros and cons. You're like, oh, man, all these other things are great. But then there's this. Well, I can live with that. Well, you just kind of said you can't. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'm all for giving things time and trying to 
let it find its uh, yeah it can't be for it can't be forever but it i i think it it's been two months i you're the first woman he's been with let's maybe give it another down, maybe just sit down hold up some pictures like little flashcards like little boner flashcards <laughs> and just be like what does that do you know and have them all be pictures of of her yeah, well, this could be a fun thing where you start doing like maybe you start with like kind of like, uh, you know, high school hookups. You're just making out in the back of a car. Like, let's start from the beginning. Let's let's Danielson this. Let's wax on, wax off. Let You can be his Miyagi. Dude, role play. Get a, you know, I don't think that that's a style yet. Yeah, get a, yeah. get a sensei. Get a sensei. I just heard from a, a buddy that his friend was banging a sensei and she was quoting the sensei and i was like that to me is a red flag in a friendship or a relationship <laughs> but um but yeah starts start small Go, movie theaters are open at 25 percent capacity you know mask it up you don't have to kiss you know go old yeah. school. they didn't even kiss until the 60s you know over the pants hand job otphj uh, let's do it j train podcast at gmail.com All they did on say by the belt the J Train Podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring for spring? What type of roles are you hiring for? Maybe you need to hire someone to wear many hats, which can be challenging. Or you might have a simple position to fill, but it's taking ever to find someone who's a great fit for your company. That's where ZipRecruiter comes in. ZipRecruiter can help you find quality candidates fast, and now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. Whether you need to hire a civil engineer in New York, a pediatric nurse in Nebraska, an attorney in Colorado, or even a master Scott in Missouri. ZipRecruiter's matchmaking uh, technology finds people with the right experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. It's so effective that four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's a the first day. Like the, if you're in a position of hiring, if you're looking for someone to join your company, I mean that tells you everything. There's people there looking for work so you can find the right person. From accountant to zoologist and everything in between, ZipRecruiter makes hiring easier. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. J-T-R-A-I-N. All you need is Wi-Fi to try it for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com here with Adam Ray. Go check out the album. I'll take it from here. At Adam Ray on Instagram. We're going to do one more email. Is that okay? Love it. Okay, I sent you an email. I emailed it to you. Check right. your email. It's called How to Handle a Not on the First Date Guy. And it's with screenshots, okay? Yikes. How to Handle a Not on the First Date Guy. All right, here we go. Okay, hi, Jared. I'll read it, and then we'll go into role play. Okay. Hi, Jared. Love the pod. You helped me get over my divorce and find a great new boyfriend. In that time, I have somehow become the sage dating app guru to my friends, which is sad, LOL, and I have some screenshots I'd like your take on. Well, let's send your friends to the podcast. We'd like them involved. We don't want third party. Third party means you could tell these people. I, yeah. you, we don't have to repeat the things you hear here. You, you, they can get it straight from the, from, the, from the horse's mouth. She writes, <laughs> my friend just matched with a guy on an app, and he kind of asked her on a date. Then he said he doesn't kiss on the first date. We both don't like that kind of rule, but is it a deal breaker? She's a very upfront person and can be very sexual and kind of, quote unquote, aggressive or forward. So she was worried this guy wouldn't be able to handle her if he was that kind of has that kind of rule. What do you think of their conversation and his bringing up, quote unquote, not on the first date a second time? I bow to the master. Yeah, one who is far down the list of people her friends should be asked for advice. Yeah, give her the podcast. Okay. 
So uh, you be, I'll be him. You be, I'll be her. You be him. Okay. So this is them. They matched on a dating app, and we, this is at the we, end of the conversation. We're we're uh, improvising. We're reading these texts. We're reading these texts. I'll okay. be her. She's purple. He's gray. Okay. Ready? Right. And and this is already. They've already established. He's already said twice on the date. No kissing. No, we, we're getting into that. This is right. this is the conversation. Ready? So that could be fun. I can't even remember the last time I've just casually hung out in a bar. <laughs> Frowny face. <laughs> totally. I was at I was at Birds in Franklin Village exactly one year ago today. Found out Tom Hanks got Rona. I assume that's a bar. Ha ha. I don't know places. I heard some indoor dining might be opening up next week. Let's go. I'm vaccinated. I am as well. It's a date. And then FYI, he FYI. Uh, before you go, FYI, I don't kiss on the first date. Sorry. Smiley face with the angel halo emoji. Okay. That was sent at 641. Ten minutes later, she writes back, I don't either. Suck a dick. Sure, maybe it's cute, but never a kiss. Way too intimate. And then she puts in parentheses, this is a joke. I'm not a slut. LOL. By the way, great joke. And the way she should have responded. Keep going. <laughs> she writes, if it's. What is it? Where would the if it's go? Uh, okay. If it's. Where would the if it's go? I don't either. Stuck a dick. I don't even know. Maybe if it. Oh, it, maybe if it's cute. Oh, I don't either. Suck a dick? Sure. Maybe if it's cute. Okay, she didn't have to correct herself. We, I mean, Maybe if his dick is cute? <laughs> Never yeah, heard okay. of being the deal breaker for a blowjob. Yeah, well, yeah, whoa, whoa. I know, I've never heard the, the, you forgot the if. I can't get a blowjob from you. I don't know. You didn't correct yourself. Okay, oh, what he, did she write? So it's what, that is what she meant. If it's cute, if your wiener's cute. Because then he comes back with, oh, it's pretty cute. And See, then. That's fun. That's fun. Great. Guess yeah, what? that's fun. Cool. Now, here's what you don't do. What you did, which is double down on. But again, just to be clear, not on the first date. And I'm sending that same halo emoji. So not only am I using the same line. Yeah. Same emoji. And it's right after a joke that seemingly let her think, oh, cool. I can dig with this rule because there was some fun banter that followed. But mm -hmm. now you pull the rug out from under all of it. Yeah, I the here's the problem with the, it, it. The first time he says, but on the first date, I took it as a flirt. And it actually was fun and flirty where he's like, he's actually bringing up kissing. Like, you know, let's go. I'm, I'm vaccinated. I am as well. It's a date. FYI, I don't kiss on the first date. Sorry. Like, I saw that as like. No, no, that's not. I don't know. I completely disagree. But, how so? You think that was him? I don't. I don't know. Cause, well, how so? He just said it again. No, the second time he said it. So the second time, that, you know, all right, message is clear. But the first okay, time. Okay, I guess you don't kiss. Like the, it, it, to me. I think I, it's a weird thing to joke about because it's like, I don't know. That's such a. It's unless, very shoehorned in. It feels like it's something he says to people that's supposed to be flirty to get kissing on their mind. And maybe, by the way, he's like the complete opposite. And he's like, actually, I expect anal. He's like, but I still yeah. don't kiss. He's like, but I yeah. can't say that. Not kissing is actually that gets me on the day. And then hopefully things go well and we, you know, get to it's, third base real quick. 
it's the worst type of flirt because it's like in the it's in the phylum of like negging someone because you're like, hey, if we're kissing, that's because you're the big kisser. So then this woman goes way over the top of him Overshoot. and is like, I don't either. Suck a dick. Sure. Maybe if it's cute, but never a kiss. Way too intimate. So like I like where her head's at because it's it's so like to, if that were me getting the if you know, the, the dick sucking joke, I'd be like. I'd be like, well, like my, you would see my legs spinning like wheels in the Flintstones. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'd be like running to the day. Yeah. You know, and, and he, you could tell gets a little flustered because he goes, it's pretty cute. Cause he plays the yes anding improv game. But then he's like, but not on the first date. I got to get that joke in again because I don't know what to do now. She'll right. suck my dick. Like, I think he freaked out. You're giving this guy a lot of slack and I dig that about you. And I yeah. want to think that that's the case with him. But I'm not sold. I think the uh, the halo emoji is a weird choice. Mm. Uh, I also would love to see the rest of the conversation or prior. This is actually not sure. enough for me to. Um, so to, do you uh, think? Do you decide. think the halo emoji could be him saying, "I'm a god guy. I'm actually religious." One thousand percent. Oh, see, when to else me, because that? that's too much I, of a joke. Maybe sorry, I don't kiss on the first date. Winky face. Or like a kiss thing. Or yeah, something, you're right. Something that's a little more jokey. If you know your joke is a bad joke, you got to go and you're not a comic and you're not a, a yeah. And what and you're just bad. He hopefully he's got enough self-awareness to go. Oh, the whole don't kiss on the first date thing is that can be perceived as a real thing. And people are trying to be you, you know, concerned about people's comfort level in 2021. So she might uh, actually respect that. You, so you me, need you need an irony emoji. Yeah, you need something to kind of soften the severity of of that request and you're right and, and of a halo all it does is you know uh perpetuate it for me i'm like oh cool this guy's maybe a mormon like didn't know those guys were still pumping around town sure but i mean i would say to this person like like listen like where there's smoke there's fire this isn't the match like if he can't keep up with the the dick sucking joke on the app where that is like uh kind of the dream for many swipers on these apps like then he's not really on the same wavelength as you. And yeah, the, 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 you know, the halo emoji kind of insinuates closer to God. Cause I took it, I guess there's two ways to look at it. You either look at it as he's trying to be flirty and fun. And then it got out of his, it, it, it you know, it got away from him yeah. or he's trying to send you a very specific message of like, Hey, this is how I do first dates. Yeah. Which I mean, guess what? Am I intrigued? Yeah. Do I want to see if yeah. this guy shows up in like full Presbyterian, uh, <laughs> you know, or rabbinical attire? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think you gotta. He's not reading the room well, and and I, like he's not reading you well. This doesn't have to be a personal assault on him. It can it can be. Yeah, this isn't the match. You you tried. I I think it's like more normal to be like, hey the. Good luck, or just to leave this conversation, than to not, than to keep going with it. Totally, just because also, they're there. I also never fully understand going out of your way again to put up roadblocks or assume stuff before you've done it. Like, if you don't want to kiss on the first date, cool. Is that something then, you really need to get out there in the open? Also, like, hey, like by the way, I'm not ever gonna kill you. Like, that's yeah. still think that <laughs> you don't have to say that at text or even on the first date. Cause that's just a weird thing to bring up. Let it yeah, go on the her. date. Let it happen. Go on the date and don't kill her. Let that be how you let her know you're not going to kill her. You know? So the, well, the, pe the people are so obsessed with not feeling uncomfortable at any time 
that they like get ahead of these things way You're too right. much. And, and I, that seems and I what he's feel doing. that and I respect that and I get that. And so learn from this buddy. And, and uh, next time, you know, if it's something that you perceive that might be a little bit getting ahead of yourself, uh, leave it out there as once and then fucking move on and trust that uh, you'll work out the details live in the flesh. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com Adam Ray. Thank you so much for coming on. This was fantastic. I love you, Jay. Thanks player at Adam Ray, the album. I'll take it from here. It's on all platforms where you listen to music. Just search Adam Ray, go to his Instagram at Adam Ray. I'll take it from here. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursday. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs>